0: Welcome back, friend. Lost Scarf here, and it's time for the newest Kirby's Dreamcast. Here we talk about everything Kirby, from the games to the people behind making Kirby, and the show Kirby Right Back At Ya. Also follow us on at KirbyDreamcast on Twitter, where we'll have occasional tweets about the podcast and update whenever new episodes come out. It'll mainly follow Kirby fan art artists and retweet their art as well, so a lot of good stuff there. Uh, This week, there's no new news as far as anything going on with Kirby this week, like nothing. Oh, actually, I just saw it. Looks like the train poo poo is coming back, so if you're in Japan, that's going to be cool. That'll be cool for you. Maybe there'll be new uh, plushies. I would really be happy there's new plushies from the train poop poo That'd be cool. As far as new Twitters being worth mentioning, there are a couple, but uh, I'll bring them up in the future. So the next episode, I believe, is going to be covering the third Kirby game. That's going to be Kirby's Pinball Land. To my surprise, we won't see another mainline Kirby game for a little while, because the fourth Kirby game was Kirby's Dream Course, which is really good. And the fifth was Kirby's Avalanche, which was a different game in Japan and on the Sega. Holy crap. It's, it's uh, Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine on the Sega. Like, they just turned a different game into this game. So that would be interesting talk when that comes up. The sixth game is Kirby's Dream Land 2. So that's when we'll finally get to a mainland game. But then it's followed by Kirby's Block Ball, Kirby's Toy Box, and finally my favorite from my childhood, Kirby's Superstar. So it's going to be interesting to see how we cover all these different games, especially Kirby's Toy Box, because that was Japan only. And it was on this satellite system, but there's probably an emulator of ROM for it, I mean, and ROM for it somewhere, so maybe we can figure out how we can go over that in the future. But we'll see when we get there. And as you can tell, Kirby has had a ton of spin-off games. Thankfully, they're all incredibly fun and enjoyable, and I can't wait to play them all and tell you everything about them in the future. It's gonna be great. So episode 20 is called DDD Snow Job, and the Japanese title is a spoil, so I won't tell you what that one is just yet. But buckle up, everyone, because this is a sad episode. Not as sad as 15. Holy crap, not as sad as 15. But it's still sad. So the episode starts with a day at the beach. Tiff is collecting seashells. follow and Fulalo are playing with honey, making a sandcastle. The boys and Kirby are swimming, and Kirby's just enjoying himself laying back in the water after all the swimming. But then a big wave comes over and hits Kirby and knocks him into the beach, and Kirby is just desperately swimming, and he finds himself on the beach, and everyone just laughs at a scared Kirby, which is, you know, messed up, but since he's safe, I guess it's fine. Then we cut to the castle, and we see King Dedede is just sweating under the summer heat, with Escargoon struggling to fan him with a big old fan. Escargoon's wavering, though, so King Dedede takes the fan and starts fanning Escargoon, showing him how it's done, and it's a really good cool breeze that puts Escargoon to sleep, which King Dedede gets mad about and just destroys the fan on Escargoon's head. He then decides he's gonna summon a monster to deal with the summer heat. And so we get the opener. The opener is awesome as always... I do wish we got a new opener uh, at some point in the show. It's going to be the same opener the entire time. Uh, The original had two openers. The second opener starts at episode 70. So it wouldn't be at this point yet if they had an opener matching the Japanese one. But, still, it'd be cool to see one eventually. But we never get a new one. Then again, I do love this opener. So not a bad thing there at all. (laughs) After the opener, we see King Diddy talking to the salesman and saying he wants something to help deal with the heat. The salesman says they don't deal in home appliances like AC, but they might have something that can do the job. And so they summon an Ice Dragon. It's a little baby Ice Dragon, though, that totally looks like a Bubble Bobble. The Ice Dragon has been an enemy of Kirby since Kirby's Dream Land 2. It's a cute little lizard beast here with a little pudgy belly. Think Godzilla mixed with Bubble Bobble, and you have this little fella. They've been in many of the Kirby games, but most recently they are in Star Allies, but not as enemy or an ally, but as a drawing by Adeline. And she's drawn him in Kirby 64 and other ones too, so yeah, this is a recurring theme with her. It is pretty cute, and King Diddy says it looks like something you win at a carnival, which annoys the Ice Dragon, so they freeze King Dedede into a solid block of ice. It then scares this gargoon and runs away, and it runs away really fast too. King Didity eventually breaks out of the ice and believes the Ice Dragon may be something that he can m- find uh, use for. Back in Town, Chief Bookham and Professor Curio are suffering in the heat on a bench. Curio mentions that even his mustache is sweating, which, ew. But then they notice a cool breeze. The mayor notices that the leaves on the trees are changing color and falling. Everyone's confused. Back at the beach, everyone starts shivering from the cold. At first, Tiff thinks it's gonna rain, but then snow falls instead, and Kirby happily looks at the snow. Turns out everyone's confused, because this rain is frozen... And they don't know what that is. Later that night, though, Tiff figures it out. It's snow. She actually uses a microscope and everything and sees snowflakes. So she's like, oh. So apparently, no one in Town has ever seen snow before. Nobody. Nobody knows what snow is. That's a trip. Midnight is also seen questioning how there could be snow in this climate. In the Japanese version, Tiff and Mednight both mention in their scenes that Town is in the south, where snow has never fallen before because they're just in the southern area. So... It's hotter there, there shouldn't be snow there. But it also shows that Meta Knight knows what snow is, because of course he does. He's from not of this planet, he's from another planet, so he's seen some things. The next morning, there's snow everywhere, and we see everyone's reaction to the snow. We also see ice flows at the beach, that'll be crucial later. Kirby is awakened by somethings hitting his window. He opens his window and BAM! Takes a snowball to the face. (laughs) We also see that Takori and Kirby sleep together in, in Kirby's bed, by the way. It's so interesting how their friends, considering Takori just you know hates everyone, especially Kirby. But Kirby just ac- accepts Takori anyway, and that's a theme just with Kirby. Kirby loves everyone unless they're trying to kill him. That's really it. It and that's something we're going to see in this episode as well. So Kirby gets hit in the face of snowball, and then he comes out and he sees Tough, and Tough was the one who's throwing the snowballs, and he says, "Come out and play." So Kirby comes out to play. He sees all the snow, and he's just happy in the snow. It's very cute, and very very cute. Meanwhile, Takori says he's going to stay in bed because this is penguin weather, which is uh, interesting considering the king's a penguin. So in Japanese, the word for snow is yuki, and Kirby says that repeatedly while he's playing in the snow, because Tuff tells him this is called yuki, this is snow. Well, in the US version, Kirby just says poyo a bunch, as usual. Happily saying poyo at that. I'm guessing they maybe tried for the snow line, but it's just harder to say snow with Kirby in a cute way, since it's not like two syllables, it's just snow while Pollo is, you know, Pollo. (laughs) We then see the mayor and his family take a family picture for Christmas. Like, there's a lot of people in his family. Trying to figure out his family tree would be a bit nuts. Like, those three little kids with him, they're not his kids. They're actually his grandchildren. So I'm actually curious if in this family photo he's trying to make is his son or daughter or whatever in this photo as well, because there's a bunch of other people we've never seen before in this shot. But before the picture can be taken, they get interrupted by Professor Curio crashing into the mayor as he's trying to snowboard around. At this moment, the mayor also name drops the mayor, and his name is Blundergas. Mayor Lem Blundergas. In the Japanese version, it's just Mayor Lem, and then the US version just added Blundergas for some reason, which actually will be significant in a later episode now that think about it. They learn from Professor Curio, though, that King Dedede is giving everyone snowboards, and we see it. We see that they have a f- whole chairlift and everything, going to higher places to ride on the snowboards, and the Waddle Dees are heading at the snowboards, because of course they are. King Dedede's got an army of them. So he probably had to make these boards and just make everything and just give them out because he has literally thousands of workers under him in the DDD army. Tiff doesn't like it because she's suspicious of him as always, which is the right thing to do when you think about it. It's always the right thing to do when it comes to King DDD. Other people, though, trust King DDD and they don't think there's anything nefarious going on here, which is the weirdest thing considering we're in episode 20 and he's done plenty of bad things to everyone already. We then see Tuff showing off his snowboarding skills, and Kirby riding right along behind him on his own snowboard, and it is incredibly cute. It is... It is so cute. Oh, man. When Tuff and Kirby arrive to see Tiff, Tiff continues to wonder why there's snow, but Tuff ignores her worries in favor of having fun. Because, like, come on, we're having fun. Maybe King Dedede's cool this time. Which is the biggest mistake to make, of course. And then they ride off. Then King Dedede and Escargoon ride over, and they put on the brakes and their boards, and they bury Tiff and Snow, because of course they hate her, because she always proves them to be the bad guys. She accuses them being the cause of the snow, and they throw a snowboard at her, which really would have hurt if it landed and actually hit her. Midnight tells Tiff, though, to be patient. She may be right that King Dedede may be behind the s- snow job. That's right, <laughs> Midnight name-dropped the episode. <laughs> Next, we see Kirby enjoying snowboarding some more, but he loses control, and he ends up going up a ramp and flying far in the air. He then lands on the ground, but keeps rolling from the momentum and turns into a big snowball, eventually crashing. Tuff catches up with him and finds that Kirby crashed into a snowman named Frosty, I mean Chili. Now that we've met Chili, let's talk about Chili. Chili is a snowman with two big eyebrows, and he always looks angry. That's just how he looks, because of those big eyebrows. He's got two yellow ball hands, which I guess are meant to be mittens, and he has a green bucket hat and a red collar around his neck with a bell on it. He has been an enemy of Kirby's since Kirby's Adventure, and he of course gives the ice ability. I don't think we've talked about this voice actor yet, so... Chili is voiced by Casey Rogers, who's one of three women who have ever voiced Ash Ketchum, by the way. She's the voice of Chili, Ladylike, Hana, and Honey in the show. Uh, Hana's the wife of the mayor, by the way. She's also the voice of Wobbuffet in Pokemon, and the voice of Baroness in G.I. Joe. So one degree of uh, separation between Ash Ketchum and Baroness. They're also the voice of Officer Jenny, Totodile, Mr. Mime, Eevee, and just, like, dozens of more Pokemon. And it makes sense, because the dub has different names for the Pokemon than the Japanese version, so they need someone to do those animal sounds, and so she does a bunch of them. They're also the voice of Yoshi in Tetris Attack. Now, I unfortunately can't find the Japanese voice actress's information anywhere, though, so that's too bad, because they say Chili pretty well, too. Uh, that's right, Chili says their name, just like a Pokemon in this episode. <laughs> So, at first, Chili freaks out Kirby and Tuff, because, you know, it's a snowman, and it moves. But then they quickly warm up to Chili. Immediately, Kirby happily says Chili over and over and over again and runs over to play with Chili. Tiff sees them and is immediately suspicious of Chili because of just how intense the snowman is. And through miming, Tiff learns that Chili was made by the snowfall. And before she can get some more ideas about what's going on, she gets hit with a snowball, and that's from some of the other kids. And then we see a bunch of the kids join into a snowball fight, minus Tiff. Kirby tries to participate, but gets pelted with a bunch of snowballs. It's really cute, as always. So he runs back to cover under some trees and gathers more snowballs. We then see Chili turn around and have a sinister look on their face. They generate and throw a snowball at some icicles over Kirby's head at the trees, and they fall. Luckily, Kirby stepped out of the way in time to not get stabbed to death by these icicles because he was gathering more snow. Kirby looks back at the icicle and is confused. So attempted murder number one by Chili already. Kirby goes back to gathering snowballs, and Chili tries again with even more snowballs, which leads to even more icicles falling at Kirby. But luckily, King Dedede comes in fast and crashes into Kirby unwittingly, saving his life. Apparently King Dedede is bad at skiing, which is thankfully good for Kirby. Like he's bad at skiing, but he also hates Kirby so he's probably aiming on accident at Kirby anyway, and he ends up saving his life. So Tiff realizes what happened and immediately gets mad at Chili. But Kirby won't hear it and goes to play with Chili some more. So two attempts on Kirby's life so far. Real quick, I want to mention the music. 95% of the time, I think the music is better in the US version. The US version's music has just better comedic timing, really good at big dramatic moments, or action sequences. They're just really good for a lot of details. But where they fall short is when they need to be subtle. When it comes to darker or sadder moments. And when Chili tries to kill Kirby, the music's very upbeat, like it's an upbeat, sinister kind of thing in the US version. But the Japanese version is quieter, slower, more intense. At this moment in the Japanese version, the music becomes that wide and slow, so you can focus on the fact Chili is trying to murder Kirby. So back to the episode, Kirby goes off to play with Chili some more, and Kirby finds a frozen pond, and cautiously taps it, because he's not sure about this water. And then Chili pushes Kirby from behind into the pond! And Kirby's scared at first as he lands in the pond, but luckily he's too light so the ice doesn't break to kill him. So attempted murder number three has been failed. Whew. Kirby gets really scared as he's sliding, but eventually he realizes he's okay and starts enjoying the sliding on the ice and starts skating on it, showing just again how talented Kirby is at just having fun with everything. So Chili, failing again, goes over onto the ice. Kirby's happy to see Chili on the ice with him, but then Chili jumps up and down on the ice as hard as he can and breaks it, which causes Kirby to sink into the ice water. Kirby desperately struggles in the water as Tiff runs down to save him. Chili watches Kirby drown but then finds himself falling into the water as well. So now both are struggling to survive. Kirby, though, is able to get to the edge and stay alive, but then he sees Chili drowning and swims over to save him. Kirby then drags him to the snow and covers him in snow, and Tiff comes to help as well. Kirby's doing this because a portion of Chili melted in the water, and you do see like he's pretty damaged up because of the melting. After saving Chili, Tiff yells at Chili for trying to kill Kirby, which is at a four count right now. But Kirby defends Chili and leaves with Chili. Tiff isn't sure what to do. That night, we see Kirby's house. Kirby put out the fire in the house because it would melt Chili. Takori leaves because he's in the house too, and it would be too cold to sleep. So he's like, what the heck? So he leaves. It was like the choice between Chili and Takori. And Kirby's like, come on. And so Takori leaves. Kirby smiles at Chili and then watches the moon outside. While from behind, Chili stares at Kirby with that killer stare as always. So Corey tries to crash at Tiff's place, and she gets mad that he left Kirby alone with Chili, and she runs off to save Kirby, before it becomes too late. Tuff runs off with her too. We then see that her fears were correct, as we see Chili standing over a sleeping Kirby, with an icicle in his ball hand, ready to stab Kirby to death. Looks like 5 is the correct number of attempts to catch Kirby off guard for an easy kill, because here we go! But then Kirby rolls over with his face in Chili's direction. And then Chili loses his resolve, because Kirby's just too cute. <laughs> Actually, in the Japanese version, Kirby says Chili in his sleep. It's weird that they took this out of the US dub, because the animation still shows Kirby melting Chili in his sleep, so why not keep it there? I don't know why they didn't. Because it just breaks Chili's resolve, and just gives you a better indication of that. Just the words broke him out of it. And this scene in the Japanese version is chilling. I'm not even trying to be punny right now. It's just a very chilling version. It's just quieter, more subtle, makes you focus on Chili and him standing over Kirby with the intent to kill. It is just so intense. Just wow. You hang on every note of the music and then Kirby says Chili and it breaks Chili right out of it. But then Chili does that sinister look again. But Chili doesn't go through with it in the end. He's trying, but he can't. Chili's lost his resolve. We then see Tiff and Tuff getting to the house and they see Chili leaving the house. They're worried about Kirby being alive, so they run inside. Luckily for them, Kirby is alive, and they're relieved. But Kirby's worried about his friend, and he runs off to find them. We then see the source of the snow. It's the Ice Dragon! And they're huge now! Now they're kinda Godzilla-sized. Oh man, they're big. Okay, Godzilla's... More Godzuki. They're like the size of a house, not, a, not the size of a skyscraper. Still pretty damn big. And King Dedede gets mad at the Ice Dragon because he's mad at Chili, because Chili failed to murder Kirby. He chastises the Ice Dragon for making a bad snowman. He then orders the Ice Dragon to kill Chili. The Ice Dragon goes to just squish Chili under its foot, but then Kirby jumps in and saves Chili just in time. Then the Ice Dragon attacks Kirby with an Ice Blast. Kirby runs around and dodges, and then he tries to suck up the Ice Dragon, but the Dragon is huge! So it is not affected at all! The ice dragon then breathes an ice blast into Kirby's mouth, and it freezes Kirby from the inside out. Then the ice dragon launches a giant deadly snowflake at the kids, but luckily Meta Knight was there in time to cut it in half, and then he tells Kirby to eat those pieces of the snowflake to transform. And Kirby does just that. And so, we mentioned, the ice uh, Kirby transformation, and that's when Kirby jumps into the air, and he starts shivering because he's really cold inside, and then Icicle starts sprouting on his head, and then Kirby starts dancing in the ice, he's like, oh, hey, I'm adapted to the cold now. Then his jewel band comes together on his head, and Kirby's ready to do battle. Midnight, as always, tells everyone that Kirby is now Ice Kirby. So Kirby is his ice attack on the Ice Dragon, but the Ice Dragon just enjoys the ice, it's not effective, because, well, it is an Ice Dragon. Then it launches more snowflakes at Kirby, and Kirby gets overwhelmed and gets beaten over and over by the snowflakes. So that adds another counter to the baby beating counter for sure. Chili, watching the situation, sees that it's going badly and decides to jump into action. They take King Dedede's snowmobile and drive over to Kirby to save him before the ice dragon can deal the final blow. They get some distance and then turn around. Kirby jumps up into the air, and Chidley rams the snowmobile into the ice dragon. This makes the ice dragon cry out in pain, as it was trying to shoot more snowflakes at Kirby. And Kirby jumps into the beast's mouth. And then Kirby fires his ice attack into the ice dragon, and freezes it from the inside out. Then the ice shatters and the monster is no more. This is a brutal kill. Just wow. The Ice Shards land on King Didi and Escargoon and bury them in the snow, which is good. That's rightful right there. But now the Ice Dragon's death causes Summer to return, and the snow goes away. And now I must tell you the final scene of this episode. The US version does the usual dramatic music, while the Japanese version plays no music for this scene. With the Ice Dragon gone and Summer's return, all the snow was melting. Tiff and Tuff find Kirby, but no Chili. And then they see why. Chili is melting and he's now a very small snowman. Kirby looks really sad, but he won't give up. Kirby puts Chili and his bell collar in Chili's bucket hat, and runs for the ocean. The situation is desperate and dire, with every second being crucial. If Kirby doesn't act fast enough, his friend will die. As Kirby runs, the bucket is filling with Chili's water. Will he make it in time? But then yes, Kirby gets to the beach, where the last of the ice floes are melting off. Kirby jumps on one and places Chili, little Chili on the ice. And little Chili waves at Kirby. And Kirby with a worried face waves back and then places the bucket over Chili to protect him from the sun. The ice flows is slowly melting away in the summer sea. Kirby gets on Tiff and Tuff's canoe and watches, worried, calling Chili's name. Tiff says it's too warm for a snowman to survive here. And then the music takes a downturn! A very doomful play! As we watch Chili's bucket hat and bell collar sink into the ocean. Tiff says goodbye, Chili. And Kirby, sad, jumps in the air with a sad look on his face as he waves goodbye to Chili. So in the end, despite Chili's impressive five attempted murders, he was still Kirby's friend. Dead friend count two. Also Kirby trauma count two. (laughs) That's right, we have a counter for how many dead friends Kirby's gonna have, and just how many traumatizing moments Kirby has, because neither of these are gonna go away. There's gonna be more of these in the future, and that makes me very sad. Now like I was saying with the music, In the U.S. version, it's the usual dramatic music going on, but the Japanese version, there's no music. None. All you hear is Chili's bell ringing as Kirby runs with the bell in the bucket. And you can hear Kirby's desperate breathing as he's running to save his friend. That is is amazing. That is so intense. You only get the music playing when Kirby has Chili secure on the ice, and then they do the music, and it's very somber but hopeful because the Japanese ending is slightly different. When we see Chili's closing sink into the sea, Tiff gives us hope. So the music plays on, while Tiff says that maybe Chili will find his way to the north and be revived there. The music doesn't do some dramatic drop, no doom music, no, it just keeps playing. Keeps playing this hopeful tune. So Kirby waves goodbye to his friend, and he's worried, but there's a chance Chili isn't dead. And I really need that chance to be real, because oh man, did I cry at that ending. Not necessarily over Chili's death, but just that Kirby's losing another friend. It's only been five episodes since Kirby's dog died. This show is just emotionally devastating. Holy crap. So now I can reveal the Japanese title, and that is Goodbye Snowman Chili. That's right, they just straight up tell you the what's gonna happen in the title of the episode. Just what the heck was that spoiler about? Now, the only thing I haven't mentioned at all from the Japanese version is that the Japanese version has a lot more cursing in it, which surprises me. I just... There's just more cursing the Japanese version. That's just... Wow. Just, just wow with that. Now, I'm really surprised at the dark tone of the ending with 4Kids. Because 4Kids is usually not going for the darker end. They usually try to keep things upbeat, even skipping plot points to make things more upbeat in other shows. That is just very interesting that they didn't do that here. Just for them, there's no hope of survival for Chili. At least that's what it seems like, which is really, really sad and awful. <laughs> Also in general comes to the show, who aren't the creator of this show? Kirby's gonna get traumatized many more times in this show. He's gonna see more friends die right in front of him. It is ridiculous. It is just it's just a bit much. So the plan for the next episode is gonna be Kirby's Pinball Land, which is the first of many spin-off games for Kirby. It's really good. I played it as a kid and I enjoyed it again playing it for footage for the episode. And then we'll be getting to episode 21, which is a really good one. I love this episode. It's the princess episode. It's a really good one. After that's episode 22, which is the island episode. Not a very good episode. But then we get a good stretch of episodes, all the way up to episode 27. 28's an okay episode, and then there's 29. 29 is one of my favorite episodes, and it might be one of your favorites, too. It's a really, really good episode. So with this episode, we are at one-fifth through the entire Kirby Right Back at your anime. This is a really good show, and I can't wait for us to get all the way through it. I just love talking about Kirby. And as always, you can find us on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, and Google Music Play, trying to get us in other places. If you're listening in iTunes, please give us a review. iTunes actually cares about reviews, unlike other places. They really care about it, and that score will be heavily weighed against us, or for us, so, so check it out. Review it there if you, if you listen to it there. Also, the difference between YouTube and other platforms is that we put up footage for the YouTube version, but I try my best to describe everything so you don't have to watch this podcast episode, Uh, but then watching the the podcast episode is also good, because you just get to see the visuals of what I'm talking about, so that's good too. But when it comes to the game episodes, you definitely want to watch, because we put a bunch of footage from the games, so that really helps understand what's going on there for sure. And if you have feedback, please let us know on YouTube or at Kirby Dreamcast. And so that right there is the podcast. Share us with your friends and anyone else who likes Kirby, because I like talking about this. It's fun just sharing these facts and everything with everyone. It's it's just, I'm having a lot of fun doing this podcast. I had fun talking. Hope you had fun watching and or listening. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? Having fun. Thanks for coming by and see you next time.